the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. It's me again, the Bowtie Guy. That was me scooting in my chair. We're in a little bit of a different situation here. I'm sitting at a card table with my friend Giselle recording a show uh, because... My computer's still having the issues and I still don't have the money to fix it, so we have to be uh, ingenious and clever and creative about how we're doing things. Those would have all been good words of the week, but what I actually decided to use for the word of this week, this week is a word that is uh, one of my favorites from back in the day when I was in junior high. I learned this word and I just love it. It's truncate, and that means to just chop something off real short, like in math, like 4.785 you could truncate it and have it just be 4.7. You're not rounding, you're just chopping it off right at a certain spot. Um, So truncate is the word of the week. If you use the word of the week in a sentence this week, give yourself 4.785 bonus points, but we're gonna truncate it right at four. Um, So give yourself four bonus points every time you use it. I know that's hard math, but hey, they're bonus points. You should have to work for them a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you probably heard me say, and you probably heard her voice there, the recognizable voice of the lovely and talented Giselle. Welcome to the show once again. Thank you. <laughs> She's a little bit nervous because she has no idea what we're talking about today. I gave her yeah. absolutely no prep. Uh, I just called and said, hey, I need to record a show. Can you come over? And so she's recording while I've got rice cooking and uh, listener Bev is taking care of that. And uh, we've got places to go tonight. So it's just, you know, one of those fun shows that we're just going to get things done. And it's weird because I'm sitting, I don't have a screen in front of me. I've just got you, so I, I can't see <laughs> what I normally see. I have the time, so I have an idea of when I'm talking too long or whatever. I, I got none of that today. So it's going to be, you know, strap on your safety belts because this is going to be a wild ride today. I think it's going to be a, a fun one, though. Um, just a couple of things to get out of the way. You know I like to do that. If you want to send me some email, the email address is bowtieguy at com. And if you want to get a hold of intern Dave to let him know that you've got an idea for a show or whatever, you can do like a, a recent listener did. You can email info at com and um, get your ideas on the show. That can be for Word of the Week. People, I am desperate for Word of the Week. It's That's one of the hardest things for me to do is figure out Word of the Week. Song of the Week recommendations are also very welcome. So please send those in to info at com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can join our subreddit at Messed Up Ministries on Reddit. And uh, you can also become really super involved and help out the show by writing us a review on the podcast catcher that you use or also by rating us. Rating is super easy. It's just you know check that five-star box and, uh, and let it roll. Uh, writing a review takes a little bit more time, but that really helps people find the show, and we really appreciate those people who take the time to do that wherever you're listening. Uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or SoundCloud, wherever it is, just give us that rating so that people can find us. Uh, We are 100% listener supported. That means all of the funding that comes in for this show, all, everything, the way we pay the bills is by listeners just like uh, you. And uh, we got uh, new Patreon members all the time and we love to welcome to the Patreon family. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join our uh, Patreon family become a patron of the arts, supporting our show, and we'll send you a little thank you gift. You get a copy of my book, still in beta, in uh, the format of your choice. Most people ask for a paper one uh, so they can get it autographed and sent to them, but if you want to send me your iPad or Kindle, I'll autograph that as well. 
because uh, it is on Apple Books and on uh, Amazon as a Kindle, or you can just buy it on Amazon Books as well. So I really appreciate people who do that. If you want to become a patron, just go to MessItUpPodcast.com and click on the Become a Patron button right there uh, in the bottom of the page, and that'll take you to our Patreon page to let you know how to take care of that. So I think I've gotten everything taken care of. Do I have everything taken care of? Sure. Wow. That was, that <laughs> yes. was noncommittal. And it only took me, what, four minutes and almost 20 seconds. That's, <laughs> that's not too great. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dan. Um, but listen, I brought you in so that we could talk about some things and the people really enjoy hearing your voice. So how are you doing today? I'm okay. Wow, this is going to be full of tea. People always yeah. tell me, the number one comment I get from people about the show, especially people who really know me, is, gosh, you never let anyone talk. So this is your chance, Giselle. I'm bringing okay. you in. You can take the show over like you did one time. And uh, you can do a lot of talking if you want. Or if you don't want, you know me. I can talk for an hour. Yeah, it's just nerve-wracking because, like, usually I'm like, okay. More prepared. You, you like, prompt me, too. Yeah. Not just, like, ask me how I'm doing. And I just woke up from a nap, so. Wow. It's a little, like, How long was your nap? It was a very good three hours. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> that is a winner. But considering I didn't sleep last night. Yeah, and was your son sleeping at the same time? Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) That explains a lot of it. Yeah, sleep while you can, even when they're two. Um, So so I wanted to know how you're doing because um, I was thinking today about how people act. Mm. Um, I was writing my blog, and and I blogged about us going and and getting... If you want to see what Giselle looks like, you can check the Instagram because I put up a picture of people when we're doing As a matter of fact, hang on, you'll hear the picture sound go right now boom here's a picture us going oh you didn't because my phone's on silent anyhow that's going to be on instagram uh but you can also go read the blog that i write called minister of mocha it's at ministerofmocha.com and i talked about us going to pick apples and um the thing about that blog is i always end it with two words rise up uh because i just try to encourage people and so i've been thinking a lot we had a worship night at church last night and i was just sitting there and just sort of soaking in the music and the worship and praying and um, pastor talked a little bit about being discouraged and mm. and how people are kind of discouraged in this time of you know, being locked down and whatnot and he was trying to encourage us and I thought to myself I'm not really discouraged uh, is not what I am but I'm I'm not completely at peace I'm not just completely like at ease in life it just feels like something's not quite right and I was going over that as the music was just washing over me and I was just praying and just thinking and it I, I found that I think what it is is I'm not really able to do anything that I've been doing now we just started coming back with CR and that helps and doing the blog and the podcast helps but I am typically a person who's super hyper so I'm doing a lot of things and now I'm not doing a lot of things so I feel like I'm not contributing and it's not a lack of worth i don't feel unworthy i don't feel unappreciated i just feel i guess spiritually lazy right now yeah i totally understand that because it's like like sometimes i'm just like uh like quiet a lot and andrew's like andrew my husband for those of you that don't know (laughs) um asks me like what's wrong and i'm like i just don't know like it's like 
bleh. Like, it's yeah. just not bleh. Like, I don't know. I, I could feel that there's something <laughs> not right, but I can't identify it. Yeah. And that's that's frustrating to me. How, how does that yeah. play in your life? I mean, is that, are you okay with that or does it? Um, well, I just like, I, I sometimes think like, I just don't feel joyful. Maybe that's the thing, but something that's been really sticking with me was, I think I heard it on like, I don't know, Caleb or Air One or something, you know, Christian social <laughs> media, something, I don't know. But it was kind of how, like, when you're in something, you think God's not there. But then later, when you look back, you see God's hand in it. And I feel like I'm in that place where I'm just here. Uh And maybe I don't think God's, like, working or I'm skeptical. So I'm just kind of, like, trying to wait and be like, okay, let me... Let me wait for that part where I could look back on this and be like, oh, yeah, I totally see what, like, God's hand in my life. Yeah. And I, yeah, because I don't see it, I guess. <laughs> well, or, or for me, it's not necessarily I don't see it. I don't feel it. Yeah. I just feel it. And I can't, it's frustrating because I can't tell people what it is that I'm feeling or not feeling. Mm-hmm. I can't express it. And to me, the the most frustrating thing to happen in my life or one of the most frustrating things is a lack of ability to communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, the words being taken away from me is hard. So, so I get frustrated by that. And, and that's where I was. And I was, I was talking to another frequent visitor on the show PH last night and telling her that. And she said, yeah, a lot of people are just feeling that way right now because we've been cooped up and we're not able to do the things we normally do. And, it leads to uh, frustration, and the word that I was using last night was disillusioned. Mm. I just, it just not quite balanced. And um, but I did get a lot of sleep last night. I went to bed early for me, and I woke up late for me. So yeah. I got in, like, gosh, I got in like nine or ten hours last night of sleep. Not to brag, because I heard you yeah. say you didn't get much. But normally for me, a, a night's sleep is, you know, six hours, six and a half hours of sleep is where I usually am. So this was a lot of extra sleeping. Um, but this idea came to me today of people, and, and the song popped into my head that I'm not using as a song of the week, but the song, um, Tim McGraw, um, Live Like You Were Dying. Mm-hmm. And, and that idea of if you were dying what would you do differently? If you knew you were going to die, if you, if you got the news like, okay, you've got a certain amount of time to live, how would that affect your life? And what would you do? Would you do something differently? Yeah. What, what, what would, how do you respond to that? I mean, if, if, if I am the doctor, I say, okay, well, Giselle, you know, it looks like there's a terminal illness here and, and you're not going to make it. Wow. <laughs> Um, it's funny cause I, I feel like I, I think about this often, especially since, you know, Andrew got diagnosed with diabetes and all these health issues that it's like, man, like he may not live as long as we wanted him to just cause he's younger. Now than... let's just stop right there. <laughs> How long did you want him to live? I mean, I wanted to go first, you okay, know, yeah, like yeah, I was okay. like, I don't care how old you die. Yeah. Like I want to go first so yeah. I don't have to deal with, you know, right. all that stuff. Right. But, um, 
I don't know, like, one thing that always sticks in my mind is, like, the people close to me always, that they always know, like, that I love them, and I support, well, maybe not support, but, like, that I know they'll be able to do the right decisions, and even if they make mistakes, that, you know, they'll, they'll come back from that. Yeah. And, I don't know, like, I always think of my son just, like, you know... That he grows up knowing, like, I always knew he was going to be, like, amazing. Yeah. And I think about um, when my dad was diagnosed with mm. cancer and we knew that he had a limited amount of time. And in the last few months, I just spent so much time with my dad that I hadn't spent before. And I got to know him in a way that I didn't know him before. You know, he told me things that he had never told me. And I have a letter from him still that he wrote to me that I haven't opened because that's like the last conversation I'll ever have with him. Mm. And so I don't want to have that conversation because I don't want to spend it. So he's been gone now 15 years at, at Easter, or at Thanksgiving, and I haven't opened that letter. Um, and, you know, there's that, that finality in a person passing for for the earthly being. We know as Christians that we go on, but... I'm not there, so I don't care about that, right? I care about like you're gone from here, just like you said. I don't have to deal with you know yeah. losing <laughs> my spouse. Um, but but the idea of of losing someone and and that song, the Tim McGraw song, came out while my dad was you know in the hospital and and passing. It's just like it really hit me. So that's always kind of just struck me. What do we do and how do we do things? Do we do things differently? Do we do things the same? Um, and it's a difficult, it's a difficult mm. question, and I don't want to tackle it right now because we're at a point where I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw us to our song of the week. We're gonna come back afterwards to talk about the song of the week and, and talk a little bit more about this. But um, there's a new song that I heard on the radio, and it's by Elevation Worship. This song is called "Graves into Gardens." Uh. So I want you to hear this song. We'll be back in about 90 seconds to tell you our thoughts about it and to talk more about what we do when we know we're dying. That song is uh, simple but powerful. Mm-hmm, yeah. Definitely. What um, 
you you were saying as we were doing this, you said you were looking through the lyrics and you were singing it as you're looking. And yeah. That's what I, I could hear it in my head as I was looking at it too. What is there something that stands out particularly in the song for you? Uh, yeah, I definitely like when he compares like the good and the bad where you turn mourning to dancing, you turn beauty for ashes, you turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that's totally what's going on right now, at least in my life literal aspect like there's a lot of ashes in the air you know (laughs) from the fires but um you know I feel like I've been like especially beginning of quarantine I've been mourning a lot because especially like my husband you know getting diabetes and just my depression has I feel like just I'm always hesitant on what I do like I don't know like if this is depression or me tired or I'm just lazy. <laughs> so like I know he'll turn that morning to dancing and like shame like we always sometimes I even think like man like if I knew this quarantine was coming I would have done so many things before like needing to buckle down but um just like thinking of things I regret too like he's going to turn that around for me and for everyone that believes in him yeah and what like regret are you talking like um relational regrets with other people or things that you've done you know against yourself or can you say more about that or you don't have to if you don't want yeah. to this is not hey share your guts <laughs> with this, the world here um just like a lot of like i kind of think like um i was always like a dreamer and i was like man like I wish I kind of like buckled down and was like, okay, I could dream, but let me like figure out life. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I guess what would make sense was like, you know, like I, it's a serious question when you have a child where it's like, if one of you goes, like, how are you going to go on with like money and supporting that child? So now I'm going back to school and it's like, man, why, why did I have to do this now with a toddler? (laughs) Like, why didn't I just do this like in my early twenties, like, you know, right after high school, but it was because I was always a dreamer. I never thought, you know, like I was like, I have a healthy boyfriend or fiance at the time. Like, I don't need to worry about anything. He has a good job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. This this song got me right at the very beginning because it's just it's my story. It's I searched the world but it couldn't fill me. Mm. And I was always looking for that next thing. And one of my favorite quotes, and I, I never remember who said it, but one of the, you know, big uh, industrial magnates of America in the nineteenth century said you know, they said, Well, how much money do you need? And it's the answer is simple. One more dollar. Mm. And there's it's just never enough. Whatever we have whatever I have, it just tends to be not enough. I want more of whatever it is. And searching the world to try to fill that empty hole, I was filling with everything but Jesus. And when I started stuffing Jesus into the cracks, it didn't fill the cracks. It just blasted light through the cracks so all the darkness started disappearing. And um, I've had a better experience with life since then and trying to learn to be satisfied and um, content is difficult for me. And that's what I'm going through right now is I'm not content with 
my level of productivity. Uh, but then it talks and it says, you know, you're the one who does all these things. And then it says, after all these things where, you know, you turn the bad into good, you're the only one who can. Mm-hmm. And, and nothing else will. It won't be the bottle or the pill or the picture or the money or the car or the stuff or whatever. It's going to be, it's going to have to be Jesus for me to, to, to satiate that uh, desire for more. Um, so, um, yeah, good song. And, and Giselle was telling me, she said, wow, yeah, I love this, this whole album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, check that out. Elevation Wars has some great stuff going on, uh, with it. So, so would you have to say you'll truncate the worldly things? <gasps> nice. Oh, oh wow. I was like, wait, I'm going to use that. <laughs> she did it. She did it good. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to truncate the discussion about the song and move back to the topic we were talking about. So here we go. Up top, this is a high five. Yeah, from me and Jeej doing this thing, using the word of the week right in the middle of the week that we're using the word of the week in. So <laughs> if we were going to die, if you knew you were going to die, mm-hmm. is there one thing or a couple things that you know I would change this if I knew, if Giselle knew she was going to die? Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to have to think about it. Thinking is not allowed. You must just answer Okay, can I think about it while you tell me what you would do? Well, no. Okay. And, and you'll find out why because I don't want to, you know, it, it's like, you know, in, in, in lesson one of the step study, it's like, <laughs> what are you in control of? And the person says, oh, I'm in control of this, this, and this. And you find out, oh, I'm in control of nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those type of questions. So let me just not put you on the spot and I'll just say, as I was thinking about this idea of, you know, what if you knew you were going to die, what would you change? I want to tell you, you're going to die. Oh, yeah. We all know. I know <laughs> that I'm going to die. So why don't I make it a priority now? Why does it? Well, hmm. it's something about saying, oh, well, you've got six months. Okay, well, I got to get this. I better be nice to people now. Instead of being mean, I'm going to start being nice to people. Why don't I just start being nice to people now? If that's the desired thing. Yeah. Why don't I just start those things right now? Those things that I would do to make things better. And I don't know if it's because the reaction is to want to try to make up for it so we can try to ensure a spot in heaven or a legacy or people thinking nicely of me. Mm. I mean, because quite honestly, after my grandchildren pass away, I might have great grandchildren, but once that person, the last person, the last generation to meet you, once they're Mm -hmm. gone, nobody's talking about you anymore. You know, people don't talk about my grandmother very often at family reunions. We do. But we fade quickly into history. And um, none of us, not many of us, do things that will make it so we have a more lasting legacy, like a George Washington or a Moses. Um, so if, if, if all I'm doing is trying to get those, you know, for the next 20 years that they talk nicely about me, who mm-hmm. cares? Who cares? You know, why am yeah. I... Why am I as you say, killing myself for that. But, you know, why am I Why am I putting all the effort into making someone be, be, say nice things? I mean, I'm codependent, but I won't hear the nice things. Yeah. You know? That made, wow, that makes sense. Because my answer to your question probably would have been, like, uh, reaching out to people more and wanting to, like, be more social. But it's like, why, why would I want it? Why? What's my reasoning for that? 
to be yeah. more social and stuff. And I think, like, um, what was I going to say? I totally lost my train of thought. I thought of something when you said it. Hmm. We can let you think, or I can I can talk whilst you think. You were talking about your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know, like, for me, with the letter from my dad, I know the last conversation I had with my dad. Now, it was a one-way conversation because he was not able to hmm. talk. Um, and he was, my dad was coherent to about the last eight hours of his life. So we were able to have good conversation, but he wasn't able to talk the last yeah. day or so. But the last conversations that I had with my father are very, I cherish them because they were very sweet and memorable for me. And I don't want anything to come in and ruin any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and having those conversations I want to make sure like with my mother she's you know aging as well and I I want to make sure that that I don't I don't want to have that memory of like okay the last words I had were bad mm-hmm. with her you know I want to try to make it so I'm having positive words and and we don't know just because we're young I mean my goodness you're young enough to be my daughter and but you could go before I do you could go in an accident you know and 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 we shouldn't wait, I guess, is what my yeah. point is. We shouldn't be waiting until we know for sure this is the last time and now I'll, I'll make up for all the right, but I'll... It, it was like me. I knew that this last Saturday I was going to start... Not... Well, a week ago, Saturday, I was going to start counting my calories again. But I was up visiting my friend Faye. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to live it up while I'm here in Portland and then I'll be good when I get back to Ridgecrest. Because I knew I had that time to just get in there and binge, which is a very, you know recovery kind of mentality to have. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to binge and then once I get my blue chip, then I'll be good. Um, oh, we shouldn't do that with our relationships. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not, I guess it devalues today, putting more value on tomorrow. Yeah. And I think it's that whole, <laughs> um, there's a ghost in your house. <laughs> oh, the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Um, I think it also like almost makes you forget who's really in control. Where it's like, oh yeah, I'll have tomorrow. It's like, well, you don't know that because God's in control. Like yeah. you're not. And I just think how like crazy it is. Cause I mean. I wonder how a non-believer would think about this question, though, because, like, I have friends that just, you know, think God is Santa Claus for adults, and for me, I kind of think, like, the other day, Andrew was, you know, saying how, like, you know, it makes me sad thinking, like, because I have this condition, I could go before you, and I was like, well, we'll always be together, because, you know, we'll end up at the same place. Where, like, non-believers, it's like, they really do have to live it up, no matter what. Yeah, and I think, but we've all got non-believers in our life, so Mm -hmm. it's a really interesting point, because they don't see, you know, it is that you have to be right now, and I I guess that would be an interesting thing to to ask those non-believers in our lives, you know, how do you Mm -hmm. approach that, and, and does that make a difference, but, um... I don't know. Yeah, I went on a tangent. Yeah, it's, it's, now it's <laughs> got like, me thinking. We're both, you know, this, yeah. this, 
you know, that's what this show is. My life is a series of yeah. tangents, if nothing else. Um, it's almost like being at the beach. Just a series of tangents. Um, hey, come on. Wow. Yeah, that just happened. Um, but I, I guess just the homework then, uh, the message out of the mess is to, to love people. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're told, love God, love people. Um, and I, it's sad because I had that conversation with someone just yesterday and then within minutes of talking about how we just need to love God and love people, they said something really mean about just an entire chunk of people that was just mm-hmm. like not even, it, it wasn't even, it was just yeah. like, you know, you could see that they weren't, I'll love people, but yeah, not those not people. Not those people. Yeah. And I think, you know what, I think you really like made me think about one of the things that I feel like have been putting me down this quarantine is that I've been really disappointed with a lot of, I guess, quote unquote, Christians. And it's almost made me feel like, well, do I want to be a Christian? Because I feel like a majority of Christians are being this way. And I think God wants us to be this way. (laughs) So, um, especially now during like, you know, the elections and, you know, people being torn between. Yeah. I'm like, man, Christians are mean. (laughs) And that's coming from a Christian. Imagine someone outside. (laughs) One of of the things that I heard, I I heard a speaker um, talk one time and it was, he was a Christian author at a Christian conference and he asked us to all pull out our phones and Google. So I'm going to encourage you right now to Google this right now. Jesus is. So we're, we're just putting in Jesus is. is. Now tell me what, what shows up for suggested things. Oh, suggested things. Yeah. On Jesus is. Mine says Lord God coming soon. Light of the world. Son of God. Okay. Lots, a lot of pretty, pretty hopeful things. Now put in Christians are. Ooh, ooh. This is where it hurts. Christians are. Wow. They, it must be so mean they don't want me to see them. It just went blank, huh? Yeah. Well, let, let's see if I can uh, get anything online. Let's okay. see. Okay, if I don't spell out the entire A R E. Nope, it doesn't. It doesn't show it for me. Wow. It must be so horrible. Maybe I have parental control on my phone. Huh. Uh, cruel. Blameful. Hypocritical. Mean. Declining. Um, it's just negative. Wow. Judgmental. Um, it's... It shouldn't be what we're yeah. known for, you know? It shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And I know as a former non-Christian what I thought of Christians. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that I thought of Christians. Judgmental mm-hmm. and um, arrogant and mean and yeah. hypocritical and snooty. Just all these things because I felt like all the Christians were putting me down because of the choices that I was making. And and yes, I agree. I was mm-hmm. making some bad life choices but i was also making some very good life choices and it's easy sometimes for us as a christian 
to point to somebody's life choice and say, well, you're doing this and that's wrong. And it says in the Bible that it's wrong. So therefore, you know, I have the right to look down on you. Mm-hmm. But the Bible also tells me not to lie. It tells me not to cheat. Mm-hmm. It tells me not to covet things. It tells me not to do a lot of different things that I do as a Christian. But I like to mm-hmm. ignore that because it's not as obvious as, you know, rape or murder or homosexuality or adultery. You know, yeah. these are, you know, those are good winners, you know. Yeah. And, but lying yeah. Uh, and, and we get, I had a conversation with a couple of Christians this week and we were talking about how people abuse systems, but you know, if a person abuses a system for, and they're, they're not like a person, you know, we, we heard about the, well, you're young, older <laughs> people will remember, you know, when Ronald Reagan was running, he talked about the infamous welfare queen who collected, you know, a hundred thousand dollars on welfare. Well, what about the tax cheat? who's a multi-bazillionaire and they're able to, you know, like Exxon Mobil, multi hundreds of billions of dollar company and they get Mm -hmm. billions of dollars in tax write-offs and stuff because, and that's just good business. But if a poor person works the system to their advantage, it's cheating. And we, I do that a lot as a Christian. I like to put my focus on it because I want to be better than people. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to, I don't want to have to make myself better. I want to make other people worse so that I can be better. Oh, yeah. And I find myself, like, I'll be on social media and be like, oh, I can't believe this person's doing this. And then I'll be like, you know, I do this, but the reason why I do, I say this is because of this. Yeah, I've got a good reason. And it's so funny, too, because just this weekend we got a call from, like, one of Andrew's cousins. And we're like, that's weird. He, like, never calls you. And so Andrew was, like, talking to him. And, like, long story short... They get to the point where it's like him and his family started going to church again. And he was just talking about like, it's not, I realized like how um, I thought Christians and church was, but it's totally different. Like now that I'm an adult and I see, you know, what my family taught me isn't true or isn't right. But, like, now I know Jesus and mm-hmm. I know the truth. That relationship. And it's crazy because it's, like, my husband's almost in, almost his entire family is Christian. So, for someone coming from a family of Christians and for him to be, like, wow, I realize, like, my family has taught me wrong. It's, like, wow. like Yeah. And and I'm guessing you're not talking about the, the, the teaching necessarily, but the example. Yeah. 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 And, and what example are we showing? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and um you know, the old question of if we were put on trial, would there be enough evidence to convict us of being a Christ follower? Um, and I think if we, if there was enough evidence, this whole idea of what we do if we knew we were dying mm-hmm. wouldn't be a question because we'd be doing those things. Yeah. You know, because we know. I don't know the appointed time or date, but I know that this life will end for it's me. It's coming. And so I've got to, I've got to be doing the things. Yeah. And not to be all gloomy but also like a lot of people thinking like these are the end times it's like even more so do i want to be a christian quote-unquote christian that's here on earth during the tribulation period that's what like scares me too it's like am i being that example that jesus is gonna like take me up with him (laughs) yes right right and i don't think you know it doesn't come down to if i'm nice to you know, the old yeah. lady walking across the street, that's my ticket into heaven. Yeah. You know, it's my body of work and I've accepted Christ and that's that's the job I had to do is accept Christ. And now mm-hmm. it's 
it's washed. Um, but, um, you know, people, people should be able to know Christ by knowing us. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I recently went through a storm and a lot of people said, well, if people just knew you now, they wouldn't feel like this. Mm-hmm. And people don't oftentimes take the chance or the, the time to get to know someone. Mm-hmm. They just make the judgment. Oh, yeah. And we don't always get a chance or take the time to get to know Christ. And if mm-hmm. we just knew Christ, man, we would love him. I always tell people, when you read the book, if you read half of my book, you'll hate me. But if you read all of it, you'll fall in mm-hmm. love with God. And and that's what I want people to, to get from our life is a love of, of Christ because of what we've got. Yeah. And that's what I want you to get from this podcast. So, you know, share this podcast with people. Let people <laughs> know because... um. Hopefully it's not just mindless rambling. Hopefully it's it's good stuff. It feels like, I mean, if, if nobody's getting anything out of it, I got something out of it. So Me too. I'm uh, glad I woke up from my nap and came here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great endorsement. You should write that in a review on one of the podcast places. So take that and uh, somebody go write you know your review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to this. Make sure you write a review. Give us a rating. Uh, it really, really helps out. Uh, don't forget, if you want to help the show financially, you can become a patron by going to MessItUpPodcast.com. Click on the Become a Patron button, and that'll take you to our Patreon page. A little as $1 a month can really help out the show. And it's a the whole thing is scale. You know, if if half of my listeners did a dollar a month, it would be incredible. It would really be incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not to say don't do it. Let somebody else. I mean, you can give $5, $10, $25. I have people who give $50 a month, and it's... It really does help out. It, it makes it so I can continue doing this show instead of having to go out and do something that's a real job. I'm air quoting real job. Uh, but I really appreciate you being here, Giselle. I appreciate you listeners being here. Share the show. And uh, any parting thoughts before we leave? Um, I just thought about how many people are like, oh, someone else is giving money. So I don't need to do it. Because it's always like that thing... I took a CPR class and it was like, you always have to be like, you in the blue shirt, go call 911 because everyone in the crowd, there could be 20 people in the crowd and they're going to be like, oh, someone else has it. Like oh, someone right. else is going to yeah, do it. Yeah, that's a good point. So you so, in the blue yeah, shirt, you. go blue, become a patron. Blue, green, white, black <laughs> shirt. You with the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breathing right now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you listeners being here. And I guess the only thing left to say is we'll... See you next time we mess it up. Yep. Mess it up. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.